If you're struggling with grief or mental health, you're not broken or weak. You're human. Join us on Good Grief, We're All Mental, a podcast with the goal of normalizing, humanizing, and destigmatizing grief and mental health. We'll be telling some very important stories and helping others to tell their own. I'm Julia Morin. And I'm Angela Cerrone. And this is Good Grief, We're All Mental. Okay, so here we are at episode two. Um, Given everything that's going on, it probably goes without saying that Angela and I are not physically together recording an episode. Um, We are safely in our own homes and kind of practicing social distancing like everybody really is right now. And we are on Zoom, which I know has been a great, um, a lot of people have been using that for work meetings and um, I've done it kind of for virtual happy hours a couple times. So that's a great tool to kind of keep people connected um, and sort of a, I guess a positive in all of this is that we live in a time where we have all of these, you know, tools and technologies to stay connected. So Angela, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, Trying to remain positive, but realistic through this. I think that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> so what has um, been your challenges through this so far? Um, I think so. I work for a medical journal. Um, so it's been very busy. Um, I know I'm not going to go off on a tangent complaining because I'm grateful that I still have a job right now because a lot of people are not that lucky. Um, but it's been very busy and I actually was supposed to go on vacation um, a couple of weeks ago and not surprisingly, you know, given everything that's been going on, we ended up canceling that. So it was kind of, you know, up until the day before we were kind of waiting to see what was going on and just decided that, you know, it was for the best <laughs> to just not, not risk it. Um, and things were still kind of, I mean, obviously things are, just changing every day with this. But at that point, it was still kind of like, I feel like things hadn't really hit the fan yet, so to speak. So um, right after that, it was like they started canceling flights and, you know, people that flew out were coming right back. And so um, we ended up pretty much having kind of a staycation at home. And it was good to have the break, but at the same time, with everything going on, it I felt like I didn't have enough distraction from everything. I was kind of just like constantly on social media, constantly watching the news. Um, so now that I'm back to work, I'm at least kind of, you know, forced to stay a little bit busier and not focus as much on it. Um, but at the same time, the nature of my job, I can't really get away from it either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's where I'm at, just kind of taking it one day at a time, which I think everybody is. It's really hard to not get too far ahead and think about what's a month, like what's a month from now look like? What what does two months from now look like? You know, what, when do things kind of start to get back to normal? What does the new normal look like? I mean, I think we're also used to our routines and our, you know, just doing things a certain way and it's kind of all just turned upside down so 
Right, exactly. Everything is turned upside down. And what we thought of was our norm is no longer. So we're now adjusting to a new normal, quote, air quotes. (laughs) But we're also experiencing some grief associated with what our normal was. I, I think there's a lot of people that probably haven't experienced grief and are learning how to navigate through that, but not realizing that it's grief. There's a loss associated with all of this. We can't go about our normal life or what we thought was normal and go to the grocery store easily and not think twice about who's around us, mm-hmm. not go furniture shopping or clothes shopping. Like this is the time of year. A lot of people are excited to get spring clothes and do some shopping. And it's exciting to think about the nicer weather coming. So there's uh, a lot of emotion tied to this entire situation. In addition, when we talk about that, there's so much impact on everyone. Uh, Just what I mentioned a few seconds ago, but then there's people that no longer have work to go to. They're left with all of this time, but really can't go out and interact with others. Uh, Going to the gym. So a lot of gyms are now online. So there's so much change. Um, There's a lot of concern for people's mental health and, and wellness here. Uh, and I, I think that's really what we want to highlight today is uh, how we can be more compassionate to the people around us and recognize the challenges that each of us are facing um, through some empathy and compassion. Yeah, so for me, I was kind of thinking, you know, I've gone back and forth, like, and you and I talked about this, um, everyone's kind of struggling with how to kind of navigate this this new normal that we're all trying to figure out. And, you know, I know for me personally, a lot of people that struggle with anxiety and or depression, your first response is to sort of just shut down. Um, and mm-hmm. I saw this interesting article and I actually discussed, mentioned this to my therapist last week when we met remotely. Um, this article about, it, there are kind of these two opposite extremes of, you know, people that are like in full on panic mode and super anxious and really struggling with this. And then there's like these people that are very calm about it. And some people might judge that and be like, well, why are you so calm? Like, why aren't you reacting to this? And that was actually explained as a trauma response, which I thought was really interesting that it's kind of similar to people that have experienced trauma and they have this mental kind of capacity to sort of just block things out. Um, so I just found that really interesting, especially in the context of, you know, the, the trauma therapy that I've been doing over the last few months and just think of, thinking of it from a different perspective where we might be quick to kind of judge how somebody is reacting or responding to something. Um, but when you look at it in the context of what people have been through in their lives and past experiences and past traumas, and like you were talking about grief, um, and, you know, to some people, it might be a stretch, like, oh, well, how does this situation, you know, elicit grief in people? But when you think about what you were talking about, all of the canceled plans, you know, 
um, just loss of your normal routine and things that you enjoy doing. Um, aside from canceling our vacation, you know, my niece's fourth birthday party was canceled and that was really hard because I've never missed one of her birthdays. So we had to do that virtually. Um, so I think just kind of taking a step back and thinking about all of the ways that this is impacting people and making sure that we're paying attention. We were talking about this earlier, paying attention to all of the ways that this is affecting people outside of just not to minimize the physical impact, because obviously like the number one thing here is, you know, stopping the spread of the virus and people are getting very sick and people are dying and not at all to put that on the back burner, but um, I think we really need to kind of tap into the mental side of it and there's a lot of concern around that and, and what people are going through and, and dealing with related to all of that, so. Exactly, exactly. There, there's a lot and I think there's a lot that is hard to put to words. So this small snippet of time you and I talking is really just to highlight some of some of the items that we should be cognizant of, but there are way more than we can cover in a short period of time. Uh, when we think about uh, people that were not used to being home with their spouse, uh, that adds a component uh, and makes you think differently about your relationship. Uh, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think, I think there's a lot of couples that will come out of this stronger and uh, it will help them in the future. But then there's couples that maybe they weren't really getting along. And can you imagine being in a house with someone that you were struggling with to begin with? And now you're, mm. you're basically confined to the home that those people may be experiencing some other things that we can't even articulate right. what that feels like. So before we go any further and in the future, we will try to do this at the beginning of the episode, um, but we have a lot of ground to cover and we kind of just hit the ground running. Um, we just want to put out a disclaimer that, you know, obviously we're talking about some sensitive topics, mental health, depression, anxiety, um, domestic violence. There's a big concern around, you know, self-harm, suicide, um, addiction, alcoholism, people that are in recovery and suddenly, you know, their world is turned upside down and they're trying to navigate all of this in a whole different way than the rest of us. So just a disclaimer that we are not trained mental health professionals. We are not trying to give any kind of medical advice. Um, we're just talking from our own personal experiences and what we're going through and what we've been through. And also a sort of trigger warning just so that people know going forward, you know, we might be talking about not in any great detail by any means, but you know, some topics that might be a little bit difficult for some people. So just wanted to put that out there. Thanks, I, I think that's really important. Um, throughout this uh, podcast, we also wanna share some resources for people that may be experiencing some of the things that we're, we're calling attention to. Uh, we want you to know that there's help out there, regardless of the fact that you can't go somewhere. There's people to call, there's places you can text, there's video meetings you can have. Um, so don't think you're all alone. 
I think that's key here is you're not alone. We're all in this together and, and we need to stick together to support each other. Yeah, and that's another point that I wanted to touch on is um, I mentioned that I did a session last week remotely with my therapist and I just want to encourage people if you have, if you already have a, you know, a therapist that you see regularly, don't feel like you have to go it alone and you just can't meet with them again until this is all over. Um, a lot of therapists I've heard are kind of shifting to, you know, remote sessions for the time being, and that's a great option, and I encourage people to take advantage of that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was great for me. I mean, it was obviously not something that I'm used to, but having that option and not feeling like I have to wait a month or two months or however long it is to be able to talk to her um, definitely was helpful. So I encourage people to look into that, and if you don't already have a therapist and you're struggling and you feel like you need one, and you feel like, well, gosh, I'm not going to be able to, to do that right now because nobody is seeing patients um, or clients. There are, you know, fully virtual therapy options out there, such as Talkspace. Um, so you can look into that and just try to find a, even if it's short term, just to sort of help you get past this and, and what you're feeling and going through right now. Um, I think it's important, like you said, Angela, to to realize that you're not alone. And even though it feels that way, we're all kind of like isolated in our little, our little bubbles right now. And um, it's easy to feel like you are alone and you're kind of isolated from everybody, but there are those options out there. So definitely take advantage and look into that. Absolutely. Um, I think the ones that, that the people well, I want to speak to everyone, but uh, there's a few scenarios that I think are important to call out here. Uh, you know, we're just coming out of winter here in New England with the, the dreary weather and weather impacts emotion and, and mental wellness. Mm -hmm. uh, so thinking about that, right? So we, we're coming out of that, people are starting to see the light essentially, uh, and then we get hit with this. I hope and pray for everyone that may uh, struggle with depression and anxiety and mental uh, health that they're able to try to maintain clarity through this, right? So as we think about, you know, coming to this place and now you feel isolated and alone and you may be struggling and the way you coped was by going out into crowds and being with family and friends because they lifted you up and then not being able to do that. My hope for you is that you are able to reach out to family and friends via the phone, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Zoom, you know, a lot of these online tools, uh, video chats have free options. Um, take advantage of those, set up uh, wine, well, that's that's probably not appropriate for some people, but you know, just gatherings uh, for your family and friends to get together, even though you can't be in the same physical space, use these resources that we have to connect. Uh, I don't know about you, Julia, but I have uh, connected with some friends that way. I've connected with my family weekly. We used to have family dinner, uh, so that's been taken away. So yeah. now we, we're improvising uh, and trying to make the best of it, but I really 
uh, encourage people to, to leverage the technology that we have available to us and uh, try to stay connected. And on the flip side of that, the people that um, we may not realize are struggling, let's give them a call. Let's send them a text, let them know we're thinking of them. Uh, you may not even be aware that they struggle and that they isolate themselves when they're feeling anxious or depressed, but start thinking about your, your circle of people. And, and if you haven't heard from someone, reach out because they may be struggling alone at home and not know how to work through their emotions. And by you sending that text, that may make their day brighter. Um, so that, that's just one, one thought that I had. I just really feel for people because I tend to do that myself is when I'm starting to go into that anxiety place, I just don't want to be around anybody and I start isolating. Uh, and that's not necessarily healthy for me. And I know that. So I am one that will push myself to go out. And so, you know, that's why that really uh, connects with me. How about you, Julia? What what really resonated with you or, or what's the the things that you wanna call attention to in terms of um, people that may be struggling that we're not even cognizant of or, or giving attention to? Yeah, so for me, I mean, being somebody that has struggled, you know, on and off for much of my life with depression and anxiety, um, I'm just kind of in this mindset where I'm, I'm personally doing okay. I'm not feeling like I'm, you know, certainly anxious, but I'm not feeling like I'm, you know, debilitated and, and can't get up or do anything. Um, but I'm aware of, you know, the fact that that's not the case for everybody. And there are people that are having a really hard time. And even people that have never struggled with depression and, and anxiety are suddenly like, what is, you know, I had somebody, a friend post about that, um, that they're not normally somebody that would consider themselves anxious or they've never really struggled with anxiety. And they were like, I get it now. I get what this feels like because all of a sudden it's just like, kind of feels like the walls are closing in. And if you're not, if you've never gone through that, you might not really even know what it is that you're experiencing or feeling. Um, so like you were saying, you know, I think it is important to reach out to people and even the, you know, I, I read something about like check on your strong friends, like the people that you are just assuming are fine because they're usually, you know, so held together and they're, they're kind of the friend that's always reaching out to other people and, um, you know, they don't struggle with anxiety normally, things like that. Um, I don't think anybody is kind of exempt from the mental and emotional havoc that this is kind of definitely not causing people. Um, so, you know, I think it's important to kind of step outside of your own preconceived notions of, of what people might be feeling or dealing with and just assuming that people are fine because they're normally fine. Um, I, I just think for me, um, I've been very aware of feeling like I want to help people and feeling kind of helpless because it's like, I can't really just, you know, drive over to somebody's house and give them a hug or whatever it is. Um, 
So I think we kind of have to get creative and think of ways to to support people and kind of be of service in other in other ways. And this podcast is one just one way that I can do that um, and kind of reach out to people in that way. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I am right with you. I think that um, the sh- your strong friends, you may not realize what they're going through. Uh, as we know, many parents are now having to work full-time remotely, which is maybe something they've never done, and now work on teaching their children right. remotely or at least guiding them through the online education that they're having. Uh, these are situations none of us had expected, right? So that just not being prepared also adds an element of stress for these parents that are are going through that. Uh, I appreciate that there's many parents that are leveraging social media to to help with humor through this. Uh, But I'm sure there's a lot of people that aren't speaking up that really are stressed out. Uh, so try to think about those people uh, as well. I think, Julia, when we talked earlier, we were talking about uh, a couple of things. Uh, uh, addiction. Mm-hmm. I think we need to call out addiction here. And um, domestic violence. Yep. Yeah, so I think those are two. We were talking about how, you know, those could be overlooked. Um, and I know you mentioned a press conference you were watching the other day and that, you know, I don't, was it a reporter? That I can, had... Yeah, I'll, I'll just um, call out the question. So, yeah. uh, so the, the reporter asked, um, could you speak to the idea that there might be mental health and suicide related to this? Would that outpace at some point the virus's impact on society? Yeah, so uh, I think you know, that calls attention to, obviously, the, like I said, the biggest focus is the, you know, the virus itself, and the number of people that are getting sick and dying, and um, I think mental health can easily kind of just fall by the wayside. So, aside from, you know, the obvious thinking about depression, anxiety, um, and things like that, then you start to think about people who are, um, you know, in recovery for addiction and or alcoholism. They normally are going to meetings probably on a regular basis and suddenly that's pulled out from under them. Um, You know, domestic violence, we were talking about people that um, they might live with somebody that normally, you know, they would be going to work and they would be able to sort of get out of the house. And now they're suddenly stuck in a house with somebody that maybe is not, not a safe person for them to be spending that much time with. Um, You had mentioned, you know, kids who go to school and that's normally kind of their safe place. In addition to that, there are kids that don't, don't eat if they don't go to school. So that's been a big concern too, is where are these kids getting food from? Um, So there are so many, you know, aside from all of the kind of more obvious repercussions of all of this, there are so many other things going on that we need to be aware of and pay attention to and kind of think about, you know, what can we do, even if it's just bringing awareness to it, 
um, what can we do about these other these other issues that are happening? Yeah, and I think to just to call out that this the point of this conversation isn't to talk about all the negative. It's to just raise awareness of how we can support each other and think about uh, we're so focused on our immediate survival, which is absolutely understandable, right? Are we able to feed ourselves? Are we comfortable in our home? Are we remaining healthy, right? Those things are very important. But what else can we do during this time to support each other? And that, that's really what I'm hoping people will be able to take out of this conversation is just awareness around us. Uh, I, I just also wanna call out uh, President Donald Trump's response here was, um, but it's common sense. You're going to have massive depression, meaning mental depression. You're going to have depression in the economy also, but you're going to have mental depression for people and you're going to have large numbers of suicide. Take a look at what happens in a really horrible recession or worse. It, so I'm going to stop there. That's just one snippet. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's common sense to a lot of people. Right. I think there's a lot of people that we live our life and we're just going along. We don't necessarily realize how severe mental wellness, mental health is and how it impacts people. Um, I hope that just by us reaching out to people around us, we can help stop a suicide uh, or help alleviate a depression for someone. So that, that's my goal here. Yeah, and I think it also helps to kind of put things into perspective um, in terms of while this feels really awful and is such a disruption to our lives and our schedules and our routines, you know, we have to think about, I keep seeing this post that's like, you're not stuck at home, you're safe at home and you have a home mm -hmm. to be safe in and not everybody has that. Um, so kind of just flipping that narrative in your head about like, this is so awful, I'm stuck at home, I can't do this, I can't do that. Just kind of try to turn that around and look at what you do still have. You have a roof over your head. If you have, you know, the ability to provide food for yourself and your family, um, if you still have a job, you know, even if you're working remotely and you're not used to that and that's challenging. Um, like for me, if your job is kind of, exceptionally busy right now. Um, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would be thankful to have a job right now, even if it's stressful. Mm -hmm. So um, I think just sort of trying to make that perspective shift and get out of that like downward spiral in our own brains of like, because it's just kind of a domino effect of like, well, this is awful. And then that makes this awful. And it just kind of like, spirals very quickly if you're not careful. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, like you said, we're not by any means trying to be gloom and doom and talk about all the negative aspects of this, but at the same time, we do need to bring awareness to what, to what's going on and what people are going through. And, um, you know, just, even if it's just to remind people to check on each other and look out for each other and ask people if they're okay, you know, again, I know we all kind of feel limited in what we can do right now, but that's where we kind of have to get creative and, and try to find other ways yeah. to be supportive. 
The other element, and I, I have seen a lot of uh, people being very aware of this, but we can't forget our um, nurses and doctors and healthcare professionals and radiologists and anybody that's, that's helping to fight this virus. Uh, the massive amount of stress they're under and how they're being separated from their families because they don't want to in, uh, infect their families if they could potentially have the virus. I can't even imagine what that feels like. And I, um, you know, I have a hard time putting to words uh, that feeling. I, like, I really feel it within uh, how how devastating that is for them. Um, but I also admire them for their continued commitment and passion for what they do and helping people. And I think we're very, very fortunate to have this group of healthcare professionals that care so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, aside from the the hours that they're working and just the stress of it all, we also obviously have to be mindful of their mental, their mental health and, you know, the impact it's having, seeing firsthand, seeing the effects of what's going on and, and, um, you know, you see articles and videos out there of people who are actually in the hospital with this virus and they're on a ventilator and all of that. I mean, these people are, not only seeing that firsthand and that's you know obviously very mentally um difficult but you know at the same time they're dealing with um shortages of critical supplies that they need and not enough ventilators not enough tests and they're just up against kind of what what feels really impossible to the rest of us so i think thank you for pointing that out because that's a whole other mm -hmm that um, are, I just can't imagine how overloaded they must be mentally and emotionally and physically and just how drained right. and exhausted they must be so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like I said in the beginning is I, you know we want to draw attention to what we can but we wouldn't be able to cover every person right. or every type of scenario that's being impacted we recognize people are being impacted and and we're doing what we can in our world to um, reach out to people and, and try to help in, and in the ways we can, recognizing that the, the ways that we used to know aren't, aren't the option anymore, right. uh, or at least for this period of time, right? Yep. So um, do you want to, um, I'd, so we want to provide some resources and some, yeah. you know, actual phone numbers and things for people um, who are struggling so that we're not just talking about this and then kind of leaving mm -hmm. you to figure it out for yourself. So um, yeah. do you want to get into the... Yeah, I'm going to call out, there's, there's three numbers that I'd like to give uh, and we will put links to the websites in the show notes as well. But uh, on the CDC webpage, they do have uh, a couple numbers. One is for the Disaster Distress Helpline, and that's for mental health and depression. Uh, and the phone number for that is 1-800-985-5990. Again, that phone number is 1-800-985-5990. Uh, the next one is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So as we called out, 
that could be happening in your home and we want you to know that you have resources around. The number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, it's 1-800-799-7233. And then finally, uh, the number of, that I, I really think is important for all of us to have available at any point in time, even if it's not us, but how we can help people that are suffering um, with potential suicide is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And um, one of the, the things that I just started to talk about is, you know, you can leverage these if, you're, if you have people that are close to you and you don't know how to help them. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you have someone, a family, a close family member that has indicated potential suicidal thoughts use these resources to help you help them um, and encourage them to call themselves. But I, I recognize that many people won't, um, but, you know, just, I'm just hoping we can just do our part and help where we can. Yeah. And I, so there's just one more that I wanted to add, which is um, called talk with us. So you can actually text, um, you can text talk with us to 66746. So if you want to just have an option to send a text, um, that's that's an option. And they also have a phone number, which is 1-800-846-8517. So again, that's talk with us to 66746 or 1-800-846-8517. That's great. So I guess we'll leave it there um, for now. We just, you know, we were kind of walking this line of um, obviously we're both dealing with things in our own way and it's impacting us too. And, um, you know, it's definitely hard to sort of get in the mindset to um, talk about this stuff, but we felt like it was important to kind of just use this as a way to reach out to people and, um, and, you know, raise some awareness about the mental effects of all of this. So I hope everybody took something away from it, whether it's for yourself or, you know, a way that you can support somebody else. Yes, thank you. And um, always feel free to reach out to Julia or I with any questions. Uh, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning, we're not mental health professionals, but um, we are here as support for you. Um, if you just have a story to tell or have a question for us regarding the podcast. Thanks. Everyone be well, be safe, and we will talk to you soon, hopefully. Hi everybody. It is um, day 11 billion of social distancing and um, now it's actually Friday. I literally don't know what day it is guys. Am I alone in this? Like every single day I'm just like, is it the weekend? Is it Monday? What year is it? I don't know. All of the days are all blurring together at this point, but it is Friday. Thank Jesus. 
Um, it's been a week. I don't know about everybody else. I know everybody is struggling in, you know, on various levels and in different ways. Um, I want to shout out to first and foremost, you know, the healthcare professionals and all the people on the front lines and the people that can't stay home and the people that can't work remotely. Um, but also, you know, all of the parents that are really trying to juggle a lot of them working full-time remotely, having their kids home, their kids are doing remote learning, they're trying to suddenly be teachers and homeschoolers, and um, just it's just this whole new normal for everybody, regardless of what boat you're in. I think we're all feeling very kind of unsettled and disrupted in terms of our routine. Um, so the reason I wanted to get on and just record a quick what I'm referring to and I've done one of these before as real talk which is just me kind of coming on here no fancy setup with a microphone um, just kind of recording on my phone and just being vulnerable and whatnot but the reason I wanted to do this is because I feel like up until today I've I've been holding it together pretty well Um, Work's been really busy and stressful, and I've just been trying to keep my head above water and kind of simultaneously um, manage all of the emotions and the mental stuff that's coming up with all of this. Um, And I think I've stayed pretty level. But today is the day, guys. (laughs) Today is the day that I have just lost it a little bit. Um, And I think everybody can kind of relate And maybe some people hit that point much sooner than me, and maybe some people are still kind of like waiting for the reckoning (laughs) in the day where they just say, that's it, I've had it, and just have a little bit of a meltdown. Regardless, I don't think there's any shame in any of it, whether you're handling it really well, or you're not handling it well at all, or whatever boat you find yourself in. Um, But... I mean, it's just one of those days where every single thing is getting to me. I'm emotional. I'm crying. I'm just, I just have reached that breaking point. So this is my real talk. I mean, um, I just want to be, you know, honest and forthcoming and vulnerable with people because that's a lot of what I'm about. And that's a lot of what this podcast will hopefully be about going forward. Um, But... I just wanted to put that out there, and I'm sure that many people can relate, and I just wanted people to know that you're not alone. If you're starting to lose it a little bit, if you're hanging on by a thread, if, like me, you're losing track of time and days and you don't know which way is up, um, you know, when you're working remotely every day, it's kind of hard to keep track of the days and... On top of that, when you're kind of stuck in your house and you're not really getting out and doing stuff, it just feels like all the days are just, like, jumbled together, and I just have no idea what my name is or what's happening anymore. So, um, yeah, if anybody is feeling similarly, if you're just having a day, if you've had a rough week, if this is starting to get to you now that we're at day 11 T billion, as I keep saying, because I literally have lost track of what day and what week 
of, you know, social distancing we're in. Um, if anyone just needs to talk and invent and whatever it is, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you do have Anchor, if you're listening to Good Grief for All Mental on the Anchor app and platform, there's this nifty option where you can go to the Good Grief for All Mental kind of landing page and you can send a voice message. So that's one option. You can reach out on Facebook, Good Grief for All Mental. Shoot an email to ggwampodcast at gmail.com. I just want everyone to know I'm here for you. I want to help and support people however I can. So hang in there. Have a good weekend.